Some people clap on a one and three. Some people clap on a two and four. Some people don't join at all because they got no rhythm, and that's all right. Some people, they drink too much. Some people don't drink enough. Some people are just like me. I hope y'all forgive them. I'm like Scott and Tommy Corbins. I'm like Pete Southtown, Zan Zan. I'm always speaking my mind, but I'm better off by my tongue. I'm a bad show at the wrong time. Still, I'm a legend of my own mind. I'm good for the song, but I'm not for Welcome to another episode. Before we get started on this episode's guest, I wanted to give everybody what they've been waiting for, a Phase 3, Team 2, U9 Concurrent Canucks update. Uh, We had our first game against Team 3, and uh, it was a nail-biter. We were down a goal in the last minute. We've been trailing the whole game, and uh, we're playing no face-offs and no real ref because of COVID or whatever. Well, well, you know, I'm here to win. So I uh, pulled the goalie in the last minute down a goal. And uh, Colby was able to get around the defense, go around the net, throw it out front to Nolan Knight, parked himself in front and banged home the tying goal with 20 seconds left. The boys were going crazy. And uh, team two's on a roll. We tied her up. And uh, with no faceoffs or whistles, I couldn't get the goalie back in the net. Um, so it was a tie game now, and I still don't have a goalie in the net. And, uh, we actually almost out pulling out the win. So, uh, good work boys. See you on Saturday. Welcome to two L's and hockey tales with Wally's son. Hey, welcome to another episode of two L's and hockey tales with Wally. And today, we are so excited to have on. He's from Lansut, Germany. He shaves his arms and legs. <laughs> he's an 18-year pro if you count the German third and fourth leagues as pro hockey. He played with me for the Lansut Cannibals. And the Beatingheim Steelers, he taught me how to trash talk in German through Kleine Nute. Uh, <laughs> Dominic Hammer, welcome to the podcast. Servus, Waldi. Hovedere. Wie geht's heute? Hey, gut. Ich war bei meiner Mutter Geburtstag. Oh, leck mir am Arsch. It's your mother's birthday. Yeah. 75 Jahre. 65. 75. Sugar and spice. They say <laughs> if you don't use it, you do in fact lose it. But there was a time I was speaking pretty good German. And it was because of you and uh, and Geipi. And um, basically... My son is standing beside me playing darts while I'm trying to do a podcast, and it's really distracting. <laughs> um, can you please go inside and eat your Happy Meal that Mother brought you? Okay. I, I don't know why I'm letting him eat McDonald's and turning into a, a Waldo just like... Because you love it too. <laughs> ich liebe es. <laughs> <laughs> uh, where were we? What were we talking about? 
Um, so basically Hammer and I played together, um, my first year in Germany. Um, and then we both switched teams with Geipe, um, to the Beatingheim Steelers where then Hammer and I played another three seasons together. Um, and basically he was the one that, uh, plucked me into the social pipeline with all the German guys. He invited me <laughs> to my first ever Schweinebraten. Can you please explain so, what the Schweinebraten night was? Uh, like we had a, had an almost every fucking Wednesday. Hey, and... F-bombs. Whoa, I know you forgot your English, but whoa, that's an aggressive <laughs> start, man. Uh, I, I, I hope my English is working out because I don't use it anymore. But it's it will be fine. Maybe I got a couple heart attacks or strokes, but well, yeah, I will I will try it. So we got the Schweinebraten every Wednesday in Bietigheim. So we had a pig, sauerkraut, knödel, and potatoes, and Waldo loves it. Like almost everybody loves it. So once in a while we cook it on two second, uh, two different apartments to bring all the stuff to the guys. So everybody loves it. But Waldo, he was like with the Bavarian food, crazy. He starts going crazy, really crazy. So once in a while, if I cook a Schweinebraten or something else, I send it over, and he said, "Oh, get horny with that food." <laughs> Why are you laughing, Waldo? Did you just say I got horny because of your food? <laughs> yeah, you did. <laughs> You're so right. I, I was so horny over your food. Ah, uh, so Schweinebraten is, I think it's pig belly, is it not? Yeah, it's a pig belly. So you can have uh, two different. So pig belly is more with fat or pig shoulder. But Waldo loves more the belly. <laughs> uh, you know what? That just reminded me of when I when I went with Dirk to go visit you in Dresden. Um, the year I had hernia surgery and I was done for the year, we went up to visit you. And one of your buddies that was on your team, <laughs> he legit said to me, how the F do you score 30 pours a year 30 goals a year and you have a schweinebauch <laughs> and he started calling me <laughs> schweinebauch and he was calling me pig belly to my face and i was like man that hurts my feelings but i guess i was fat you guys yeah. just are too good at cooking that's right you know you remember that when we had cabinen fest and we had all the time the white sausages with vice versa Susan Sam for oh, Susan Sam and vice versa. Oh, lick me a marsh. <laughs> and, uh, and maybe one guy loves this shit more than you <laughs> was a guy from the office. <laughs> what are you talking about? In the office, they ate vice first? No, we had it in the dressing room, but you remember the guy who's working in the office? Because, like, he's working office and fan shop. Oh, Holger? 
he was smelling the food not even it's in the dressing room standing right in the dressing room waiting for the food <laughs> once a day he smokes a chicken and his the whole bone was in in his throat <laughs> oh, okay. oh <laughs> so can you uh because I actually had that on my notes uh, to talk about before we get into stuff was Cabina Fest. Can you explain to the people in Canada and the USA uh, what a Cabina Fest is? Because that was literally that going over to Germany brought back my love of hockey. And it was because of Cabina Fest and it was because of beers in the room and it was, it just, it made hockey so much more fun that it wasn't so serious. And I wasn't in the minor leagues in North America where everybody's just in it for themselves. Like we were a team and cabina fests are a big part about being a team. Can you explain what a cabina fest is? Cause I've had a fantastic time at a lot of them. So like after, after the practice, some guys, they bring the food over in the dressing room, like sometimes burgers, sometimes white sausages, chicken. So you're sitting in the dressing room on your own spot, get food in you, and then you're drinking beers. So that's Cabine Fest. And on that day, if you get the Cabine Fest, you practice only for the Cabine Fest. So, but uh so not on every team you got the real cabin and fest sometimes not allowed to drink what we had too but normally so you get food on your spot and then sitting together having a couple of beers talking about funny st- stuff shitty stuff <laughs> um yeah like so my version of it is we all took turns. I think it was in Landsuit. I was when it started for me. And um, you paired up with another guy in the team and you took a turn bringing in a meal for the entire hockey team and supplying the beer. And you rotated around the team who did it. And it was up to you what food you brought. And um, it was also, you were kind of like the party planner because I remember doing one in Beatingheim and I'm very sorry still to the, the Bazen or what's it called? The Bazen. Bazen. Oh, those things were, that was my favorite restaurant (laughs) in the world. And then I did my cabina fest there and we had Andre Kaufman doing like the Russian (laughs) knives on the table (laughs) with a knife and he did it around his hand and he was going blah, 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 and he was hitting his hand and he ruined their table. And that was my cabina fest. You remember that? Yeah, I remember it. The more that he was drunk and faster and harder he goes. And you were so scared that he maybe cut off his fingers or something like that. But he goes crazy. More than he drunks, more harder and faster he he goes. But yeah, I remember that at Basin was a good place too. Um, <laughs> oh my gosh. My uh, brain just, a light bulb just went off in my head. Um, you drinking your German beer in front of me. 
I went on a beer tour for a guy's 40th birthday party. And we went to this, uh, it, it was in Varna, um, Ontario. And this dude was making uh, dark Czech beer. And um, what is it you guys drink? Hellas, right? Hellas, yeah. So he was making a German Hellas from Bavaria and a dark Czech beer, which is literally my favorite kinds of beer in the world. And you know what I just realized? I need to ask that guy to be the sponsor of this thing. So I have a sponsor and I get free beer and then I can drink the good (laughs) stuff. Yeah, but you know, Waldi, all the time we had the good stuff. Bavarian good stuff. Oh, man. Roast. <laughs> hey, bros, buddy. Um, seriously, you guys do have the best beer in the world. Um, and this is, I guess, two ales and hockey tails. So we should talk about beer. But, okay, um, we got to get into uh, your, your story. So I want to know what it's like playing minor hockey in LA or Lansuit. Um, and do German kids play other sports or do they just play hockey or do they play soccer? Can you explain that? Yeah, as well. So in, in Germany, it's a little bit different. Like in Canada, we have not that many rinks and hockey is a little kind of expensive. So most of the kids, they play soccer. You need only a ball and shoes. And there is soccer fields all over. So it's way easier to play it. And uh, like, especially in Germany, there are not so many rinks. So the, the parents, if you're not that uh, old, they have to drive you almost every day to the rink, pick you up and stuff like that. Uh, it's a kind of different. So first sport is, I, I think for sure it's soccer. And then... Like a couple of years ago, it was tennis. Maybe it goes a little bit down too. Uh, hockey's in, especially in Landshut, not that bad because like they have a good tradition. So like a lot of, or many young guys, they try to play it. But I will say it's expensive. Like the equipment, then you have to pay, uh, I don't know how many euros uh, uh, a year or a month. So not everybody is uh, able to do this or the parents are not able to do this. When I was younger and played at juniors or younger years, it wasn't so hard because we get the, almost the whole equipment from the, from the team, from, from, from the Cannibals or Eva Landshut. And I think my parents had to pay around 90 Deutschmarks that time. So it's almost nothing. So I was... I, my apartment was four or five clicks away from the rink. So I'll go most of the time by myself with the bike. So for me, it was pretty good. And it was like, uh, I played uh, to 13 or 14 years old. I played uh, soccer and ice hockey. And then I quit soccer and played only ice hockey. But I will say almost every kid starts with soccer. Um, almost yeah well and it makes sense right like hockey is a very expensive sport like soccer you just need a ball and you can play anywhere 
hockey, you need a lot more stuff and you need ice time, which is, um, yeah, in Canada, it's hard to get. Um, so anyways, um, the, I guess the next thing I want to talk about is, um, what are the coaches like? And I'm sorry, I'm getting sidetracked, but what are the coaches like in minor hockey? Like, are they, do they get paid to like, I'm pretty sure in Germany, minor hockey coaches, like that's their job, right? Like that's all they do is they, they just coach hockey, right? So when I was uh, at the minors, they uh, did the coaching by side, the real job. So they get only a little bit money, but right now all the coaches are at the bigger coaches, uh, bigger teams at the minors, like, they all do good uh, good work with the younger guys like Mannheim, Köln, Landshut too. They all have around, I will say, five, six uh, coaches. They only do, or that's the, the main job to practice young kids. So it turns a little bit. So they would make money coaching minor hockey. And like, because I so many guys I played with, um, when their careers were over that like, especially Canadian guys that live over in Germany. Now they all became minor hockey coaches. And like, that was their job. Well, I, I do it for free in Canada. Like I, I just do it because I like hanging out with Colby and his buddies. Like, I think it's pretty cool to get to know all the guys that he's going to be hanging out with through high school and college and, or whatever, like the guy, his hometown buddies. Like I just enjoy getting to know all of them. So I do it for free. Germany. It's not like that. Right. Yeah. It's a little like, kind of different. It depends which uh, city or which team you are. Like I will say the good teams, they, they have different systems. So you get, I don't know how is the rule, you get for uh, for two rings, you get a star. Then for uh, I don't know, uh, you have to have five teams in the first league, and you get a star. So if you get a, I think four or five stars, then you get paid by the German hockey by the DEB. They get money for like. Uh, how will I say to to do a, a job on the young kids, you know? And then if you if you get a, a player for first league team, you get kind of money or points. Depends which city you are. Like if I, if I will say like cities like Hamburg, the years ago they played DL, but they had not even one uh, guys or younger kids playing in the juniors minors. They had, none, they had none. So it depends which city or which club you are the coach. Um, that is another thing. Like, wow, man, you're, you're, I'm sorry. Like it took us a couple weeks to make a plan of what time we we're going to do this. And you're going to need to come back on. Cause I just have too much to talk to you about. And you're literally my, my, my best buddy in Germany and we were already Skyping and zooming um, before I decided to start a podcast, but it was great. Like with this pandemic for me, it has been great because it's given me a reason 
to call all of you guys because there was a t- like we hadn't talked for like how long until this uh this pandemic and this virus started i will say about six seven years or five years maybe and then it goes on goes on like the same you, you did the podcast with schmidty he was uh, he was calling me yesterday 10 in the morning and i told hey schmidty you're about four, three in the, in the morning. Yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> but it, it goes on and it goes rolling a little bit. No, and, and so, like, to tell everybody what my vision is, because, like, my brain has not worked this hard in a long time. I can't stop thinking about what's next. Um, Hammer's my best German buddy. So he's going to be on and you're going to be what episode seven after Dougie. So then you know, what's after you, (laughs) we're going to have a goat off. We're going to have Joey Martin from the Cardiff devils. Who's their goat who I spray painted myself as Um, (laughs) he's, he's going to come on from Norway and tell me about, um, what's going on in Norway. And then um, the other guy, can you guess who the other guy is? That's going to be the same episode, episode eight and nine. It's going to be the goat off. From Bittingham or? Yeah. JK, Justin Kelly. Friley. Friley. So that's my next week after you is we're going to have a goat off. <laughs> oh man so anyways that's that's like this thing is just so fun um so now my next question to you is you just said that the minor hockey program gets money for making a good hockey player i remember this now that you say that i totally forgot about this but it say Say the Concordan Canucks, the team I'm coaching here in Concordan. If I made a really good player and I produced him and then he goes to wherever, I we get paid for that, right? Like you would get paid for that, your organization. No, not really. Like you get points. Like if you, if you, if you had the last 10 years, I will say around 10 DL players, so your uh, your your team or your company or your get points for that players. So they say, okay, you had ten players DL last ten years, fifteen players second league and stuff like that. Then you get more points. So and the points goes all into the to the stars. You get every uh, uh, every year get rated how many stars the club get. So you need how many rings, how many ice times, stuff like that. So you get the stars. And if you, I think four or five stars are the most, these uh, teams are get uh, money from the DB. DB, Deutsche Eishockeybund. So they get a lot, not, not that money, so much money, but they get a little bit, I don't know how much, but almost every coach uh, for the miners in lands to get paid and it's the real or main job. Yeah. So I, so literally I, 
and what I do for free in Canada. Um, and I love it. It is my passion. I love, and we just had our first uh, little scrimmage on Saturday, which was awesome. It was great to see the kids again. And uh, I did wipe, I, I wiped out. <laughs> you should have seen it, however. It was ridiculous. I was, I was trying to teach the crossovers, this thing where you go really fast when you do crossovers instead of just skating. Um, and I forgot. Übersetzen. oh geez okay so i wiped out in a practice today i'm not going to talk about that you know what that just brought up a memory was our year in landsuit hopticky duels (laughs) the coach never spoke english the whole year he never said anything in english and i it is my first year in germany i'm like 23 years old I have no idea what he says ever. I have no idea what we're doing in practice. I don't know what we're doing in games. And every and they put me beside Chris St. Croix, who was like third years old and had been in Germany for a bit. So he knew some German. And after every meeting, I would say to him, I would say to him, uh, what did he say? Like, do I need to know anything? And he would just say, Ah, just go play your game. <laughs> yeah, it was a kind of this, but only only time when he spoke English, it was Jesus Christ, Emma. <laughs> Jesus Christ. He goes hard on me all the time. <laughs> well, maybe it was because you shave your arms and legs. Yeah, he was yelling once that I have to play for the for the girls' national team. <laughs> That's what he said to you? Yeah. Emma, we have to call the, the coach from the girls. Maybe you can play there. Uh, it, to be honest, though, that first year at Landsuit, I had no idea what I was doing, where I was. Like, I didn't understand anything you guys were saying. And it's funny because now that you tell me this stuff like it was so much more fun once I could speak German and I understood what you guys were always saying because when I didn't understand man I would just sit there and listen to you and Gypey talk and then if you guys decided to talk to me you'd be like okay we'll talk English for Waldo (laughs) (laughs) yeah but you get on the end you're pretty good at German you're not that bad yeah, I can speak in a bit in Deutsch, but I forget in a bit in. It's been in eight or nine years. It's been arbeiten by my Deutsch, oder? Yeah, and normal diesen Podcast, we könnten in Deutsch machen. Ah, yeah. Ich verstanden ein bisschen, aber ich vergessen viel. Viel, yeah. Ich auch. Mein mein Englisch is working not so good anymore. Uh, I went to uh, Carl Hudson's wedding and he had played in Germany and uh, the like people he got to know in that city. So like me going to Lansuit, he got to know somebody so good that they came to his wedding. And I told them I didn't understand English. (laughs) I only understood German so I could practice my German that night. Yeah, this is not bad. Uh, they thought I was nuts, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> hey, 
Oh, wow. I, I wrote down a whole bunch of notes of stuff to talk about, and we haven't even come close to any of it. But uh, this is just so much fun, man. Like, seriously, I'm just, this is so much fun. So my next question is uh, about turning pro in Germany because it's completely different than in Canada or the USA. You guys go straight from like junior hockey to, or like you could be playing junior and playing for the pro team, which we need to talk about Tom Kuhnhackle at some point, but like he was like 17 and Tobias reader, who's still in the show. Also, they were like, on the pro team and they're like 17 18 years old and that is just what age did you start playing pro and uh how does that work like you go from 17 years old to playing against men like you might not even have hair on your balls yet (laughs) yeah like i think i will say i like when i remember i played my first game year 99 2000 so i still playing juniors so they called me up so you and another guy you have to come up and get dressed and yeah we will see maybe you get a shift so we both sitting for two games on the bench we got no shift um so the season was over i think it was half final or something like that but we still could play for the juniors. So next year's coming up and then uh, I played again juniors and first team. So um, I will say it goes all the time like that. If you see it right now, Lanzo, they play second league. They have players, they're playing for juniors and they sometimes they get dressed or get a couple shifts for the professional team. So I will say my first real professional year was 2003, four. The other days I uh, go to school and I, you know, I played a couple games for the uh, juniors and a couple games for the professionals. So my first professional year, was second league we we won it 2002 Oberliga Meister so and then we go in the second league and then I I will say then it starts like really before you go on you go off you go on you go off so it's a maybe kind of different to you guys but yeah we won it in the Oberliga and then second league how old and were you we, when how old were you when you won it uh 20 20 i wanted uh overliga and then it, uh i turned to 21 next season all right okay i gotta just explain overliga would be the third league in third league right. yes so then if you win that the way it used to work in germany when people used to get paid over there um you used to go up and down from the second league to the first league and the third league to the second league and when i first went over to germany canadians were getting paid because teams wanted to go up to the first league they wanted to win they wanted to pay guys to come over and be good and then 
um, there were guys like me that came over basically for not much money that were right out of college or whatever that they're like, Hey, maybe this guy's good in Europe. He just isn't a North American guy. And uh, then they also didn't let the second league go up to the first league for like, what, like 10 years. And uh, they just stopped paying imports as much money because what's the point on winning if you don't go from the second league to the first league, right? Yeah, that's right. And and they still have the same rule that the teams from the second league can't go up to the first league. They can win it, but they have no chance to go up if not a team in the first league gets bankrupt and the team in the second league pays for the for the card. For the license or whatever. Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, that sucks for Canadians and Americans that want to go over to Europe and make a living playing hockey because I was there before um, I guess I started going to Germany before it became popular, right? Before everybody wanted to go to Europe. Now every player wants to go to Europe. But when I went um, there, there were guys making very good wages and I watched it decline Basically, every year I was in Germany, the wages went down. But maybe you have the, <laughs> the worst agent ever. Flochi flow. <laughs> Flochi flow. You remember that? <laughs> after, one, after, after one game, you fired him. <laughs> I don't want to say anything bad about anybody on this podcast because he was a nice guy and uh, he did get me a good contract. So I, I, you know what, after we're done recording, we'll have a laugh and talk about that. But like, I don't want to say anything bad about anybody because he did do a good job. Um, He did think about suing me after um, I fired him, but uh, I don't, I, I just, you know, sometimes your, your, your work email and the way you dress when you go to a hockey game to watch your players play, like, so sometimes those players will be like, uh, like my last agent, like wore a suit and went to the game and like dressed like a professional, (laughs) not the way you're dressed right now. And then when I got the contract in beating Hive, and I basically had done it myself because uh, <laughs> Helfrod and was it beating were both trying to sign me when I was in Lansuit. So I get one offer. So then I go to the other team and I said, well, they offered me this. So like, I want this. And my agent's like, what are you doing? And I'm like, what like they both want me like isn't this how business works like what do you mean (laughs) and he and then we get the contract from beatingheim and i meet him on the side of a road and he goes he says to me he like laughed at me that i got the contract i got myself and he says i guess you're worth what people pay (laughs) you And I was like, 
<laughs> You're my agent. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Oh dear. I, he, I, I can't imagine Low. if he's still an agent, but if you are still an agent, I'm sorry. I never did say your name. And uh I'm yeah, my yeah. Thanks for trying to sue me. And you were probably the uh well the worst agent I've ever had and the worst agent that uh, any player in the world will ever have. So there's that way to go, buddy. <laughs> flow, G flow. Okay. All right. <laughs> Man, I write down all these notes. Like I know what I'm going to talk about with people and then everything gets completely sideways. <laughs> Walla, by the way, we are we are talking about Kabinen Fest or Monday Funday. You remember that Mon- Monday Funday when we went to the Lama Bar? So you had almost uh, like it go. You remember? Hey, hold like, on. Is you, this gonna you, be? Hey, hold on. Hold no, on. it's not. Hold not on. That bad. It's it, not it, that bad. Am I gonna it's, have to cut this out? <laughs> you can, hey, but it's not I'm the, the boss. Bed. I'm the CEO of this company. <laughs> so am I going to have to cut this out? No. Okay, go ahead. So we're at the Lama Bar. And you remember, if we drink beers, once in a while it makes like a sniff like that. And you are like totally out of control. Like you sit only on his chair, can't even move. So we told Waldo, we're going home. So then I, I grab him all the time and we have to cross the street. So then a car was like driving like hell, brakes, goes out to the car. What are you doing with this guy? They thought it is a hijack or we <laughs> rape him or something like that. Uh, so we we told the, this guy uh, we are good. We bring him home. He's a little bit drunk and stuff like that. And then Waldo goes starts from that moment on. Leave me alone. Leave me alone. I can walk. I can do everything what I want. He goes for two meters right into the bushes. <laughs> goes out. Leave me alone. Not a two meters right into the bushes. So we had only, I will say, from the Lama Bar to our apartments, 500 meters. <laughs> we arrived at the apartment, leaves us yelling from the window, Hema, what did you do with Waldo? <laughs> it was funny because the guy was like almost uh, going hard on us. Hi, Jack. I forgot about that one. Yeah, yeah. My balance was a little off that night. Um, it had been a while. You saw it you saw all the time. It's pretty good. Right. Um, it was, uh, I was dehydrated after a hockey game. And then we went to the Lama Bar and... Uh, it was, uh, you know, it, beer in Germany just hits you a little differently than they do in Canada. They're just a little bit stronger than I'm used to. Mm-hmm. And uh, now it's better, <laughs> right? It's just two ales and hockey tails. And uh, 
um, I, I get home safe and sound every time. So next thing I got is, <clears throat> I got actually, I got to bring up cause you're from Lansuit. Okay. And I got to tell the story of Colby's favorite NHL player. Do you know who he, who it is? Tom Coonhut. Yeah. Like, yeah. So we're Islanders fans now. I would have never in my life ever thought I would cheer for the Islanders. And now I'm still cheering for them because he's in on their AHL team. And like what this guy has done for my family, like, so what happened was I, I bought tickets to a Penguins Leafs game and I look at the rosters and I'm like, I wonder if I know anybody on these teams, you know, that'd be kind of cool if I could get Colby downstairs to meet people. And I see Tom Kuhnhackle, Landsuit, Germany on the roster. So I was like, shit, did he practice with us when I was in Landsuit? Is that what it was? No. He was too young. When we, when we played second year in Bittigheim, we played against these guys. So Right. He played the next year. So when I played in Landsuit, he never practiced with no. me. Like, Maybe he was around 14 or 15 years old. No, because it was one year I was in Germany in Landsuit, and then the next year he played, like the next year. No, no, it, it was, this was the second year in Bietigheim when we played because the first year we won it, and the year after when you had the uh, injury, we played against these two guys. Because <sighs> I just knew the name, and I was like, I feel like he was in practice with me when like I was there and I felt like I knew him and like, I guess he doesn't know me at all. So what I did was I, <laughs> I wrote to Abshi and I was like, Hey, best line mate ever. Right. Like me and you never played together. Mm -hmm. we're, both, we're both right, right, right wingers. So I said, Hey, best line ever. Can you do me a favor? I'm going to a penguins Leafs games. Are you still buddies with Coonhackle? And he says, yeah, like here, he always answers Facebook, like just send him a message. I send him a message and he responds to me and I was like, holy shit. So I go to the Penguins Leafs game. I'm not joking. Our seats, I'm so cheap. Our seats are behind the seats. Like I, we don't even get a seat. We're behind the seats We're <laughs> we're, we're like, behind them we're in the standing section so anyways colby's telling everybody he's got a leafs jersey on over top of a penguins jersey so he's like i'm a leafs fan my dad's a leafs fan but i'm meeting one of the players after the game so that after the game we take <laughs> off the take off the leafs jersey and he meets tom Coonhackle, chris Latang. And all these guys and Coonhackle came up with a signed hat for Colby. And it was like, it was mind blowing. And it was all because I played hockey in Lansuit and people from Lansuit of all like they're, they were the, I don't want this may sound bad, but you and Guypey and the guys from Lansuit and Abshi and Hundhammer, like, they're my favorite Germans and like 
Bavarians are very much like I would say Bruce County folk where I live now. <laughs> so, anyways, yeah, did did uh, you told me about that story? But I will say, like, uh, we are in Lance. We are kind of hockey, little hockey family, and everybody knows some guys somewhere. So. You get helped out all the time. And the and hockey the Kuhn, hockey world is small, right? And like Kuhn Hackle, <laughs> for him to do that for my son, and now I'm an Islanders fan. And like you guys, you guys in Landsuit are just good people, I would say. Yeah, I will say too. But like, especially when we play together, like depends it's uh, the year in Landsuit or the three years in Bittigheim. We have most of the time like really good guys, like like I will say almost everybody. When we wanted in in Bittigheim, like I will say every guy was like awesome. Well, like really good. And like there probably will be some Bittigheim fans listen to this, right? Because nobody's doing anything like this. So there's. One thing I wanted to say, like, while we're talking about Beatingheim, is like when we went there, the, 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 the players on the team, the people on the team were fantastic people. Like they were, it, it didn't matter if we were winning or losing the game. All those players were awesome. Like they were, and by the end of my time in Beatingheim, we were recruiting teams that we knew weren't even good. And then the Germans would be fighting with the imports and the imports would be fighting with the Germans. And I just could not handle it anymore. I just, I needed a, like, I cared so much about the Beatingheim Steelers and how they were doing. And like, I thought I was going to play there forever, but by the end, man, when the Germans hated the imports and the imports hated the Germans, I was like, I don't want to, I, I need a change. I need out of here. This is toxic. And then they brought in that new coach and I just didn't have it in me to prove myself to another dude who he didn't like me. And I didn't like the way he coached, but anyways, I just thought I'd say that while I'm on here with you. Yeah, but that time it was like really awesome. That that years when we played there, oh, it was like if if the season is over, normally like especially you guys are so excited to get get home or like go to Canada. Like I feel all the time a little bit like dizzy or sad to go home to Lancer, you know, like because the group of guys are so good and. Like, especially when we played the, the, the third year in Bidikheim, we didn't, or doing so good. Like, that was a different team, you know. We don't have all other uh, guys around us, like Schmidty or Kelly or, or Kasper. Uh, these guys, or, uh, or uh, Florian Jung, Dirk Robel, these guys. You know, that was, was a kind of different, but... On that year, it was tough too. We are, I think, 17 points behind the pre-playoffs, and we, 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 we made made it. 
but okay, we lost against Rosenheim, but we get, we get the 17 points back. So yeah, but on the on the end when when you played the four seed, I don't know the situation, but you were injured a couple to, a couple weeks, I think, or was it only months? I was uh, hernia surgery. Um, my so every time I would play, my groin felt like it was like pulled. But then I felt like my guts were sticking out, like, like it was weird. So I could like push it back into my belly and my belly was kind of big at the time. <laughs> and I could push it back in. Um, so then I had to get like the mesh net put on. So I was done for the year, but we had just got a new coach in Beatingheim who didn't like me and I didn't like him. And man, wow, like the way things changed for me in Beatingheim, like I used to, like I cared so much about that place and those people and that arena and everybody there. And uh, it changed very quickly. Um, and like that new coach, like I'm not going to say that much negative stuff, but like what he wanted us to do when he got there he said to us, he goes, I've played or I've coached teams that aren't good. I've coached teams without talent. And he goes, this is what I want you guys to do. And he wanted us to trap in the neutral zone and make the other team dump it in. And then he wanted the winger to go to the far blue line and they would just rim it. They just hard rim to the far blue line and you just cherry picked. And I was like, I don't play hockey this way. This isn't the way I do business. I want to be below the puck. I want to be playing defense first because like Derek Clancy, my first year, like just drove it into me that like, I'm like, I'm not playing hockey this way. I hate playing hockey this way. I feel like I'm playing in Switzerland where guys only care about points. And I'm like, I care about winning and losing. And I don't want to go stand at the far blue line, you little fuck. And I just swore because <laughs> I fucking hate that guy. Anyways, go ahead. I don't know what to say. <laughs> So, Valdi, first year in, in Landshut, you went to the Oktoberfest. <laughs> oh, so, yeah, no, I actually had that on my notes. Um, was that uh, my first two weeks in Landshut, man, I lived at the GM's house, right? Burnt Trunchka. This dude had a, <laughs> he had a tanning bed in his basement. And this guy was as tanned as anybody you've ever seen. And he lived on like the mountains of Lansuit and he's looking down over everything. And he's got a gate that opens and shuts. And it's all because he was really good at hockey, right? Like that guy was tanned. Yeah, he was. And like, he was a, pretty good player and he had the like good times he played i don't know for around 10 years for Düsseldorf, the best team that that time so yeah and maybe that's the reason so you you played you you're coming to a lawsuit and then it's your first couple weeks you're going right away to oktoberfest oh 
Yeah, sorry. I, I forgot where I was going with that. Yeah, you're right. Um, I was there for two weeks and uh, you guys took me to Oktoberfest and I was living at the GM's house. And uh, uh, I have never felt like I've belonged somewhere so much in my life. Like <laughs> Oktoberfest to me is literally like, that's my Christmas. Like that, <laughs> like, look at what I'm doing now. What is like, <laughs> no, but it was, it was literally, I go to Germany. I don't know what I'm doing. Lisa's not even over there yet. And the team goes for a, a team trip to, to, to Oktoberfest. And we're only 30 minutes away. Right. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. So <laughs> I uh, did not make it back to uh, the tanned guy's house that night. I slept at Richie Brunella's house and uh, <laughs> I didn't have to go to the uh, mountains of land suit. <laughs> <laughs> Mountain, yeah, it was like it's, it's 10, 12, 15 clicks away from the rink, I will say, around that. <laughs> but on the end, Waldo, we almost won it, but almost. Well, there was there was a guy that took two penalties in overtime. Do you remember that? I'm not going to say who it was, but do you remember he took two penalties in overtime on four on four? <laughs> like we're playing four on four and you take two penalties in overtime? I'm not trying to make you feel bad, but it still pisses me off. <laughs> <laughs> Because I never even got a shift in overtime because I wasn't allowed to kill penalties. And like, <laughs> come on, man. Uh, it was a pretty tough series, but I will say on the end there, Castle was the better team, but we are, we are so close. And Cinebulk was unbelievable. He hey, stopped almost every puck. I, I do want to say something because I like my eyes were opened that year when I went to Germany because I had only played in my hometown. I go to college. Then North America doesn't really work out my one year. So then I, I go over there and play with you guys. And like, you got the Czech goalie who has a German passport. You have this guy who has German passport. And like, there's some Canadians over there that are like, they're making a they're making a pretty good living and they're really not that good of hockey players, eh? Yeah, maybe once in a while it works like that. But all in all, we had a like good group of guys and like I will say the second best team in the league. But like if you say the guys in Castle, they had around, I think. 12, 15 imports and three German players around that. Yeah, but on the end, we lost it. But next year in Bidigan, we won it. Oh, man. Like, dude, me and you have way too much to talk about. Like, you're going to have to come back on. Because I, I know I was just getting into Landsuit. Like, honestly, we won it in Bidigheim, and I want to talk about that. But... The dandies that live in Beatingheim, the Abshis, Hundi, like Whitman, 
but and Guypy, we got to talk about him later. I got him on the list, but like, do you, were you on the team when they had a little hut under the like the the stands? I used to play games for Beatingheim, and as soon as the game was over. I would get undressed as fast as I possibly could. And I would literally run to the land suit room and it would be Smatsy, Guypey, Whitman, whoever was under the stairs. And they had vice first cooking. They had a little beer fridge. And I'm talking, I would crush two beers with my buddies after a game and eat a couple vice first. And Zeus and Sam. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. we, 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 we went there under the, under the stairs. And yeah, they had a great, great room there. It was a, like a, a, a big fridge, like a small oven and stuff like that. They made everything. It was, you know, but. If the guys are good or you have a good group of guys, you can make this. Okay, you you need a little bit of success too. But yeah, on the end, they have to uh, put this away too. Well, it was kind of like when I got invited to Schweinebraten for the first time. And I was like the first Canadian at Schweinebraten. When I got invited to the room under the stairs with the Landsuit boys, I was like, I'm in, I'm in with, I'm in with them. Like we're, we're in. And I loved playing in Landsuit. Like the people there, the fans there, like I wish they had a bigger budget and I wish I would have stayed there because that was a fun year, man. Right. Yeah, it was, it was really, but we don't get an offer, Maldi. I didn't even get an offer from them. Me either. <laughs> and Guypey Guy too. And then on the end, they, they uh, go public and said, we are only money guys and we want to have more money and stuff like that. But, <laughs> well, like, hey, there's one story. And like, this may be the longest episode ever because we have too much to talk about. But, like, can you explain the day I show up in Landsuit and Guypey has news cameras around him, the media's all around him, and they're like, you've signed for the Beatingheim Steelers for next season, and the playoffs hadn't even started yet, I think, right? And I'm like, I show up and I'm like, what's going on? Why are all these news cameras here? And they're like, well like your best defenseman just signed Beatingheim for the next two years. And I'm like, but the season isn't over yet. Like, what are you talking about? Yeah, that, that was like that. And I, I don't know when we both signed it there uh, on the end on, on the playoffs, when we had the parade, when all the, the fans are singing, Scheiß Beatingheim. Scheiß Beatingheim. Yeah, Which means shitty, shitty beating guy, shitty, shitty beating guy, because they had just signed me, you, and Guypey. Oh, 
all of the week <laughs> and they're all chanting shitty shitty beating hype and then we go there with the championship the next year <laughs> <laughs> yeah like but they loved guy beast all the time like for my person was a little bit different i don't know why but guy he goes later after beating him back and he wants it won the second league with with Lance, so they still love him love him all the time. It was okay. <laughs> but it was they, like they love the, they love Guy P more than Hammer. Yeah, sure. <laughs> sure. Oh man, sorry, buddy. Yeah. Makes no difference. <laughs> uh, I, I played played the end of my career. I played in Lance for two more years. And I quit. Okay. It's hey, okay. Man. It's it, you know what? Sometimes love hurts, right? Like there is a time I loved beating high and, and things changed really quick too. There, yeah, so. it goes like pretty quick. Yeah, it's it's all good. Okay, um, I'm gonna get into more Tom Kuhnhackle stories when I get Abshion because he was the one that started this. But I did want to bring up um, Gypey. Because, like, he was, you and him are the two guys that made me feel part of the Germans, made me actually like playing there, um, because then I felt like part of the team, and I felt like I was getting invited to stuff that the other imports weren't, right? Like, (laughs) and it was, and then you guys started cooking this food like you said that made me so horny and like <laughs> obviously lisa's excited because of the f- i'm excited because of the f- i don't yeah but like can you explain you and guypey's relationship and how you guys um kind of stayed together basically all day every day for like five and you still are because you just FaceTimed me on Friday and you were with Guypey and Whitman like usual. So <laughs> can you explain your relationship with uh, Felix Grun's kid? Um. Felix and Moritz Grun Geipel. <laughs> so just so everybody knows, in Germany, these fellows are way tougher than us in Canada. They have way more, like, that more, I don't know what the word is, um, but they don't get married until their wife is, like, pregnant, like, until she's about ready to go. And then they're like, fine, I'll marry you just so my kid can have my last name, right? Yeah, not all the time, but it, it happens a lot, yeah, right. Well, that's so, why that's why I call Guy Peace Kid uh, Felix Green because Green. that that's what his name would have been if Guy P wouldn't have married her in the last year. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Like uh, he's showing up at my apartment and he told me, "Ah, uh, I am I am getting a baby." So that year, maybe in two, three, four uh, weeks, I getting married. <laughs> I was okay. So you're doing my best, man. Okay, I say okay. So, but we have to hurry up. The year is almost over. I have to get married, <laughs> so it goes pretty quick. But that's kind of 
Well, it's, it's happened. It happens really often in, in Germany, kind of that. So, Vlad, we grew up like everybody, you know, like Wittmann, he's a little bit younger. Apshi, Hundi is one year older than me, Gaipi, two years older. So, we all growing up together. So, like Apshi, Hundi, and me, we wanted uh, Schüler. You're around 14, 15 years old, Deutscher Meister. And uh, when I was 15 or 16 years old, I go up to playing with the, um, the group is one, one or two years older than me. So I played with Skype. And since I'm 15 years old, uh, yeah, we spend a lot of time. And uh, since two years right now, he's working at my uh at my uh, company so we're sitting right beside in the office so it it goes on all the time it's like all the all the the group of guys or you know or like the guys know we're hanging out like for sure once a week and can i can i ask a question you uh if you and Gaipi work at the same place and sit beside each other, just like my four years playing with you two, when we both went from Lansu to Bietigheim together, like, I'm just guessing, okay, because I'm not from Germany, and I'm this is in Lansu, I'm assuming, I'm just going to go ahead and guess that uh, somebody's a hockey fan at your company. <laughs> Oh, that's not right. Like, uh, I started working there eight years ago. So the, our boss wasn't so excited about my, uh, me. He wasn't like with my person. He was okay, but he was talking all the time. Like, um, uh, I didn't do an apprenticeship for that job and stuff like that. But uh, right now on the end, he's, uh, he's calling me. Like, we have a different... Uh, um different store close to to augsburg so when i played in augsburg and then i i will say it was one year ago he asked me hey emma you played in augsburg you got a guy who's retiring right now for the augsburg Pan uh, panthers we we get him into the group right away because he laughs right now how we act and how we do it as a team and stuff like that so there's there's nothing to do with a hockey fan. Like I brought Gaipi into it because we need a guy right now. And I know, you know, Gaipi, he's a guy, he's all the time, just in time. And uh, you know, when I when I got on him or I tell him to do that, this or he's making it for sure. So he's like a good group, or we all good group group of guys and uh no, there's nothing to do with a hockey fan, but you know it and we know it after around 15 years only playing hockey, it's hard to get a job, like a really good job. Nobody, like the, the people around Lanzo, they told you all the time, if you're quitting, come into my uh, company or stuff like that. But nobody, for which reason, you know? you, well, you They say what they're going to say to... Yeah, and then when it's actually time, they're not actually there. Yeah, 
Uh, for which I understand it for which reason you know you you played 15 years professional hockey and then you you didn't even have a, like a real job and then they're, they're waiting for you to come to to her company and work for them for for which reason yeah no and and, and hockey is uh the, the the worst part about it uh is that it's a dead end job. Like it's completely dead end. If you don't want to get into coaching and which is very rare, right? Like there's 20 players, every team, there's only one coach. So not many people can get into coaching and who wants to fly all over the world and take jobs all over the world. Like it's, it's not easy. And like when you stop playing hockey, it's you're, you're at a complete dead end. Like I had my MBA, my undergrad and business management. And I was still a beggar. Like I was still ready to do whatever I had to do to get a decent job and that's what uh playing minor pro is right like you don't make millions of dollars all yeah, right that's right anyways but but i will say like what we get for playing hockey we had so much fun the money wasn't that big but not that bad all in all i will say on the on the end when i quit now a time it's time to say, okay, I have to quit and get a job because we're not uh, some soccer players or NHL players. We have to take care about us and we still have to work another 30 years or whatever, you know. Well, it's, yeah, like we, we had to start working right away. Like we didn't, right. we, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's different than uh, for this podcast than say other ones that uh, <laughs> because uh, like, okay, can we talk about shaving your arms and legs now? Cause I brought it up twice. Can you explain to the crowd why the F you do that? Uh, so that's not a real reason for that because I have almost no hairs on my whole body, so the couple ones I have, I shave it because I, especially my beard, it's almost still the same, Waldo, what do you know? So you just I got a, to, a whisper of a mustache. Yeah, kind of that. So I have to shave it all two days because I look like a Turkish guy who's 14 years old. So I can't even go outside because I look like an idiot. So it's still the same. So it's a I will say it's, I'm not a, yeah, a little bit, I, I take care about my, my uh, body, maybe not, but I, I want to, want to feel all the time good. So, okay, I, so I why, so why your arms? Okay. I don't even give a shit about your legs. Why are you shaving your arms? My, like I almost every do it. Everybody does it in, in Germany. What do you mean? They shave their arms and legs? No, no, Dudes? not the legs, not the legs, but the arms for sure. What? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're scared about that? 
Yeah, like a lot of like almost every. People. So, what, like, where does it start though? Because I've met guys that their hair grows kind of like from their neck cheese to their shoulders, <laughs> right? So, like, like where does yeah. it start? Like, where, where, where does the the arm shaving start? Is it at the shoulder? <laughs> a lot of years ago, when I growing my hairs under <laughs> my arms. My girlfriend give will give me shit. Your armpits. Sure. Your armpits. Yeah. You said you shaved your armpits. Shut the shut up. Here. <laughs> sure. Your armpit. You shave your arms, your legs, and your no, armpits. my arm. I, I arms are never sh- uh, shaved. Only my armpits. <laughs> <laughs> What's so funny? Our mice and bears. Yeah, no, I like I can't say that on this podcast, can I? Like when we would be in the shower, and I'd yell at all the German guys. You know what? I'll I'll tell this story just so German guys will listen, and I will never tell the Canadians what it means. Um, I would look at all the fellas and say, Armisenbeard! Armisenbeard! Yeah. It's like that. Why <laughs> uh, And what did you used to say when you used to jump into the cold tub? Remember when there was that big tub in the shower? Uh, you you did it all the time, like it no, was. It uh, wasn't me. It was you. FF. <laughs> FF, because he did it all the time. Okay. So I know that I have to have you on again because I have no idea how long we've been going. But can you uh, just break down my first year at Lancet with Bible Franz? Franzi. So Bible Franz was was our like. Is he yeah. still? Is he still alive? He probably. Yeah, he, he he's still alive. But is he uh, really? Can you tell yeah. him I say uh uh hop hop? No, uh what 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 I say? Uh, v Gates, wait, uh, v Gates, no. no, that's V-Gates. saying what's up. No, what what would I say? Um, how no, how are you? Is V Gates okay? How Anyways. are you okay? Tell, tell the story of Bible frauds. What so a guy, we, beauty. We we had a, a gym upstairs, the rink. It was Franzi, like an old guy, like not really old, but. He's, he was the, the uh, gym or fitness coach for Lancet about, I will say, 30, 35 years. So, like, our GM, he was, like, a little bit mad or not really mad. We had a kind of fat club. There are four or five people who has to work out all the time with Franzi, Franzi Bible, so and Waldo was in there too. So and I remember there was a, a funny story when uh, Waldo comes down from Franzi, and he shows us the arms like that, like the Hulkster, 
and Brockman, our coach, was standing behind him. And the, whole, the whole team was laughing about this. And then Brockman said, Waldo, what are you doing? And he, he goes only like this, Francie. Uh, uh, that was actually, I'll never forget this day. Uh, ever. Uh, Lisa had gone home already. Um, I think to plan for the wedding or something. I don't know. <sighs> so she was gone. And we win the semifinals uh, three straight against Castle, right? So then. No, semifinals, we won against Heilbronn. Well, okay. Yeah, sorry. Wow. You're right. Heilbronn. And Beatingheim was the first round. So literally, we'd play the, the the first two rounds. And because in Germany, you're allowed to sign with whoever, we win the first round. Beatingheim offers me a contract. Then we play Helbron and we put them out. And then Helbron offers me a contract. And I was like, I still have to, like, we still have to win the finals. Why are you guys making me decide this stuff while I'm trying to do that stuff. Like, like stop. So anyways, we win the semifinals against Helbron and I have never really been Wally around you guys. Right. Like I had never really been myself. Um, I didn't understand German. I didn't know where I was. I was very nervous. I didn't know what I was doing. And then we win the semifinals, and I go out to a, 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 an establishment in Lansu with you guys, right? Yeah. Uh, At the Big Big Ben. Is that where we were? Yeah, right. Well, so the next morning, Abshi, my line mate, my like, and we talk about this, like, we we're both each other's favorite line mates. Like he is my favorite line mate. He's a left winger who scores goals and goes to the net. That's exactly what I needed in my life. And that's what he was, but he showed up at my house after we win the semifinals. The coach says, let's show up at the rank and sweat it out. After you guys have a fun night, you guys just make sure you show up and sweat it out. And I said, let's do it. And Abshi showed up at my apartment at like 8.30 in the morning, 9 in the morning. He came up and he got me and he put me in the cab and he drove me to practice. And I was still not feeling that well. I really wasn't feeling like myself, right? (laughs) I was feeling pretty good. And uh, we had just, you know, I'm getting offered two contracts from two different teams. We're going to the finals. And I'm like, wow, things are going really good. (laughs) (laughs) And I am completely naked, standing in the room, flexing for the boys. And they're all dressed, (laughs) ready for (laughs) practice. And I'm completely naked, flexing in the middle of the room. And I don't know the coaches in the room, right? Behind you. Waldo, what are you doing? Get dressed. 
Flexing. Oh, yeah. Hey, Brockman, check these out. <laughs> Brocky. But one guy was was like worse than you on that practice. It was was my Kratoshka. Yeah. <laughs> Kratoshka. He was like, he's going in the lane, like turning to get first, goes back right away. Like 10 times. He's like holding the boards like this, <laughs> not falling down. Oh. Uh, there, there actually, now that we talk about it, there was one other time, uh, where I faked an injury because of a cabina fest the night before. And I told you guys and that you guys said, you're like, yeah, I'm sure it's your shoulder. Yeah. That's why. Yeah. Yeah. And I couldn't, I couldn't skate. I couldn't pass. I couldn't do anything. Yeah, it can happen. Well, but I didn't I didn't remember that. Well, that's yeah. Yeah, that's just playing hockey in Germany. That's just being a pro in Germany. Um Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I I guess we didn't really like we just kind of told stories, hey. Eh? We didn't really get into your career. So I guess that's uh next podcast or what? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> but my career is, is not that big you know like i lost two i won a final in the over league i lost two finals in this in the second league i won a final in the second league i played three years in the dl but do you do you, you think that this podcast is about like how success successful your career was <laughs> <laughs> Think about it. <laughs> uh, uh, what's better to have good stories or yeah. play success hockey? Well, I guess they're not working now, right? So <laughs> I guess they're not. Uh, what What do you guys dispatchers? Dispatchers. So we send trucks to bring some stuff with, um, like we have big cans to get. To some uh, to building houses to constructions, or we send like the the stuff, the cement in in big bags to some uh, some stores. Yeah. So we we have to tell the the drivers where they have to go and what they have to bring them. Yeah, man, it's it's crazy what everybody does different and like for for you and guy to be still working next to each other like legit you guys never left each other's sides like we would play a game in beatingheim and i actually you can tell guy this it was felix's fault that every time we'd play a game you guys would want to go home and you'd want to go to lance and see your buddies which i I understand because if I lived two hours from home, I would want to do the same thing too. But Guypy decides he wants to go see Felix every weekend. And as soon as we would play a game, you guys would be gone. And then 
our team atmosphere just wasn't the same, right? Like we didn't have you bringing the imports and the Germans together to Salmon. To Salmon. But like I will say, uh, like on the second year, start, we start the second year, we didn't go home that often. Or me, I, I stay more in Bidikheim. Gaipi goes home like almost every week. Uh, but the Felix Grün grows up. Yeah, what is he, like 11 now? Um, Felix is, is uh, 10 and Moritz 9. Moritz is the other one? Yeah. Moritz is not a name we have in Canada. Isn't that what Serikov named his kid too? Yeah, right. Um, well, I think next time you come on, we're going to talk about like your actual career and like who you played <laughs> with, right? Because we've kind of just like, I, I'm just look. So actually, I, I need one more story before we stop. You got to give me a muff story. So like this dude was the craziest coach I've ever had. I know you're like, you're from Landsuit and he's from Landsuit and blah, 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 but you got to tell me like this guy was absolutely nuts. Do you know what they wrote on my contract? Do you know what my name was on my contract? No. Kugelblitz. Kugelblitz. Oh, I know about that. Because you remember that, a- right? Remember when my nickname was Kugelblitz? Yeah, because there there was a soccer player, Ailton. He played in uh, in uh, Bremen, Werder Bremen, and Schalke 04, and he scored a lot of goals. But like he had a kind of little belly, <laughs> and wasn't that big. So maybe they they called you Blue Kugelblitz. Well, they, they wrote it right on the contract. Like, what's his his name? The G of the coma, and Mike Riddick, Coma. Yeah, he legit wrote right on the contract Kugelblitz. And, <laughs> yeah. and I was like, you know what? If you guys are accepting me as Wally, and I like, it's okay. I got a little belly, and you're writing it on the contract. I'm where I belong, right? <laughs> Google Blitz, yeah, but, but that guy, he was pretty fast and he scored goals like you. Nobody cares about the belly. <laughs> well, yeah. yeah, if you score goals, nobody cares about the belly, but as soon as you don't score goals, people care a lot about the belly. <laughs> Maybe you have to go to Franzi. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. Do you have anything else to say before I hit stop recording and we can just have a normal beer? No, we can do another podcast the other days. Hey, you know what we're going to do after Guypey comes on? Like, because Guypey and you are literally the guys that brought me into the German circle and made me feel like I was part of it and just made me feel at home. I think after I do Guypey's episode, when that shy guy comes on and actually tells me a story, we'll see if that happens. But like, (laughs) and if he won't, 
what we're going to do is we're going to do it the three of us. We're going to do you, Guypey, and me. Yeah. And then we talk about Schweine Brat and, and how <laughs> fat I am and how much I love schnitzels. Hey, maybe during the podcast, we are cooking the Schweine Braten. Oh, lick me a mosh. <laughs> oh, lick me a mosh. <laughs> oh, wait, but hold on. How do I eat it? Hey, you you had a once one picture. If you uh, did the Schweinebraten, it looks not that bad. Like it looks like a kind of uh, like a fashion cook, you know? It, it looks sucked. it sucked. I tried. It sucked. It did not taste like it did. You need a better me. crust. Yeah, no shit. No, like it was it the crust wasn't right. And I was like hammer nailed this every wednesday we would have the whole team over or not the whole team over we'd have who we wanted over <laughs> <laughs> but in the first in the first year we had almost everybody well and yeah like and the first time i was ever invited to it it literally changed my opinion on playing in germany like when i got invited and we i think we watched like Bayern Munich play a different football team and like you guys cooked Schweinebrot in Silorama's upstairs apartment in <laughs> Beatingheim and I was like I'm in I made it like they like me I'm allowed to come to Schweinebrot like I'm gonna crush <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna crush so many pigs in the next five years <laughs> <laughs> but i will say you love the uh vice wurst with sam mehr wie schweinebraten oh, 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 oh du du kleine nüte leck mir am arsch it uh süße you loved that the süße senf yeah so in actually the only place I can find this stuff around here is if I go to the St. Jacob's farmer's market, like by where I grew up, um, we got some Mennonite German people that are making this stuff. But other than that, I can't find it anywhere. Yeah. It's in it's, I think it's not the same. It's not, well, it's, well, it's not the same. Like it's, <laughs> Like I'm not at Oktoberfest and there isn't people playing the music and I'm like, you know, <laughs> being <laughs> being being Waldo. <laughs> Waldi. <laughs> yeah, so I guess uh, I was Wally everywhere else, but I guess not in Germany. I was what was I was Waldi mm -hmm. and Waldo. Waldi, Waldi, because we had a like a, he was a Bavarian speakers for sports. Waldemar Hartmann, and he he was the, for whole Germany or for Bavaria, and he was Waldi. Waldi, and, that, and that's why you guys call me Waldi. Yeah, maybe because Waldi, Waldemar Hartmann, he was pretty funny too. <laughs> uh, um, um, okay, last story. Last story before we shut it down, because I did this just crossed my mind. We would go outside and play soccer on the soccer fields, but um, 
we were kicked out of our locker room my first year of professional hockey in Germany. We weren't even allowed to dress in the locker room because we weren't good enough to dress in that room. Is that not correct? Yeah, it, it was pretty correct. Yeah. But we, I think we won four, the first four or five games. So then we went to Regens, <laughs> Regen. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> we went to Regensburg <laughs> like it, it's called a derby because it's only 50 clicks away from us. So we get like, we had a loss from 5-0 or 4-0, something like that. So they go pretty mad about us because we they thought we maybe have to win almost every game. So then we go to the Schülerkabine and we do a we do a parade into the cabin with music and stuff like that. It was kind of weird, but almost like almost everybody was laughing. But we were sitting there for I don't know two three weeks. But on the end, I don't care. That was kind of funny. I I thought it was awesome. Like everybody's worried about like their careers and like like if they're gonna get signed for the next year. Like when you just don't worry about that stuff, when you're just playing hockey, that's when you're living, right? Like when you don't yeah, care, you don't care about what's next season, you don't care about anything you're just playing hockey yeah that's right but you know like on the end it's your job and if you don't get a job then it's pretty tough too that's or maybe you get less money or something like that yeah you know like if you act like that playing hockey and don't care about next season maybe maybe it's good maybe not i don't know no, you're you're right because like like when I had kids, it was like a different motivation, right? Like it was different. It was like if I don't score for like five games, like how do I feed my kids next year? Like how yeah, you know, it, like it's... if that's all you do. That that's right, because like I will say. Like a good, uh, I will say a good, a good example for that is when I played first year with you in Bietigheim, like I will say I was a good second league German player. I was on the third or the fourth line almost every year. So like for me, it was different too. But I know all the time, like once a year I get a chance or I will be on the, on the right spot, I'll be there. So I was injured first uh, quarterfinals. I was injured. So I, I can't practice. I go on, I go on. So, and on the end in the final, I, I know it like I told guys today, I will score for sure. You know, like that's kind of, if you're it's mentally. All, it's, all like, me it's all mental. It's mental, all mental. Yeah, it's all mental. Uh, mental coach, uh, what was that name? Valdi oh. Ilanzut. Oh, the guy that maybe drank the fancy water? 
<laughs> I was <laughs> told you that you get uh I score an overtime or something. Yeah, you get you get you get bite by a donkey or something. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, hey, so this is actually this just came to my mind. This is not on my notes. <laughs> <laughs> What was his name? Okay. Uh, <laughs> no, no, hold on. Hold on. We got to talk about this. Don't worry about his name. <laughs> okay. Okay. So when you get a massage. Can after- West. <laughs> Can West. Okay. Stop it. Stop. Stop. Okay. So when you get a massage from the team physiotherapist who say is a girl who maybe is like 20 years old, 25 years old, 30 years old. Like in Germany, Camille Tupel, ice hockey god. <laughs> <laughs> like this guy would have his dick, his nuts, like everything completely out. And everybody was like that. And the girl would like massage their groin, their leg. And I was like, I... I I'm not going to let her do that because like, I don't even know what would happen. And like Lisa's here and I'm like, well, like what if the thing popped up? (laughs) (laughs) I might have to cut that out. You can cut it out. Anyways, tell me about. (laughs) Canvas. No, tell me about. So like in Germany, like you don't even have to like, cover I, yourself with a okay. masseuse, right? Waldi, I have to tell you a story. I know what you mean. Like you guys in Canada are a little bit shy about that. Like I visit Justin Kelly. So he's still playing. I was still playing. I go there for, I don't know, eight, nine days. So we go at his um, gym to work out a little bit in Vancouver. So I was standing after workout in the shower to get ready, get shampooing and stuff like that. And you have like cabins, not like in Germany, you were standing all in the shower room. You know that? So like the sauna rooms or whatever? No, like the shower rooms, they have all like cabins with- with oh, so uh, Like boys, girls, doesn't matter. No, no, like it was only boys. Okay. So on day got like Justin goes ready, turn around, Hammer. Nobody got to see this. And I have to uh, turn around to the wall and stuff like that. So that that the reason or that's the thing what you are talking about, that that the Canadian are pretty shy about that, or yeah, that that we're all very shy about like how small we are, how little our nuts are. <laughs> no but seriously that that is like in in europe like i was a oh man we got so much to talk about and it's yeah my kids want to go for a hot tub at the neighbors but like so uh like i remember when i was playing in germany and i'm on the steelers and you guys were like, check out the Olympic athletes. And they're all like naked in the newspaper. And like, it's like husband and wives. And like, they're showing everything. Like they're showing 
everything. Yeah, you know, like it's kind of different, but you know, like to show everything, it's like I will say, everybody have is their own decision to do this. But I don't like if if we are in the shower, all I don't care about anything. But I don't want to be naked on some newspaper. I don't know. No, I that and I I like yeah I I agree. I don't need everybody to know what I'm working with, right? Mm-hmm. It's for me, it's the same, yeah. but like some, I will say some Germans, they are like, they want to go really public, you know, for everything, what they got and they do it, you know, it's the same. Yeah. Canadians may be a little bit different, but I will say in the U S it's the same. Yeah. Like, and like, it's even like this thing. Like I'm excited to talk to you guys and I'm excited to get this out there. Like people are like, is it okay if I share this with my friends? And I'm like, well, I'm doing this. So people like want to listen, like who else has these connections, right? Like there's not that many guys that did, I guess did what I did and like met guys like you and Gypey and, everybody else along the way right well that's right well like and and tom Kuhnhackle, um maybe someday he won't play for lou lamorello and he'll come on the <laughs> podcast because the guy won't give me a stick mm-hmm. when colby gets hit in the head with a puck tommy boy says colby you're gonna get a stick and He's like, anybody on the team, who do you want? And I'm like, Barzell, Barzell. And Colby says, I want yours. (laughs) It's pretty good. Yeah, and it was great. And then Tom says, okay, I'm going to get you a stick after the game. So we go up to our seats where we didn't actually have a seat. (laughs) And we're like above like where the seats were. And I was like, geez, I used to play hockey. And now I can't even get a seat to take my kid to a game because they're just too expensive expensive (laughs) yeah it's crazy so then tommy boy lets us come down and see him and man like it's changed my kid's life it's changed who i cheer for it changed who here he cheers for and like that's all hockey players have to do right like and i didn't even really get that that much when i was in germany like i could have done more for the kids of hockey, right? Yeah, sure. Like almost everybody can do more for that. But once or some guys are made for that, some guys not. I like I was good to kids all the time, but I I don't uh, spend so much time with it. Yeah, it's like, and I didn't either until I had kids. And then, once I saw like my kids interaction with it, I was like, holy shit. Like, so like that does that to that kid. And I think there's enough hockey players in the world in Germany and Canada and the USA, like everywhere that they, they could do more. Like all you got to do is like take a picture and like put your arm around somebody. Right. Like that's all. Yeah, you that's do. right. 
that's right like it's pretty easy or like you you don't have nothing special to do no and i i was like that in germany i was uh i wasn't doing enough and uh i think that's part of why i didn't continue to play for the beatingheim steelers was because i wasn't doing enough of that right and like it doesn't take much like if you're good enough at hockey you got to bring the other part too right yeah that's right but you know like on the end you have like everybody knows better on the end before everybody now you know yeah because you Yeah, everybody's smarter when they're young and they uh, they think they're dad and they think everybody's not as smart as them and they know what, what's right. It is weird to, like, talk to you guys now. And, uh, like, honestly, you were my, like, favorite teammate. Like, you were the one that brought me into Germany and I was like, I want to stay here. I want to be here. And this is fun. And it was because of you and Guypey, like you and Guypey changed my whole life. And we haven't talked in like 10 years. Yeah. About that. Like not even uh, 10 years. Yeah. Seven, eight years. Yeah. We started if the pandemic goes on, then we start to like, you wrote me a, And we have a phone call and it starts again. Yeah. And I will say it, it's a, like a good thing or good stuff for you are making right now. Like all your, your guys are for me are like interesting. These guys, which I played, like I listened the whole podcast with, with Schmidty and I was laughing the whole time. And, <laughs> and he, he was calling me the other day and, you know, like it's, it's, it's good. It's really good. And, you know, like with, with all the, uh, with all the stuff, what we having right now, you can go on your cell phone, get on FaceTime, you can call it whatever you want and makes like no, nobody has to pay something or stuff like that. It goes easy right now. I, 15 years. Yeah. Like back when we were at Landsuit, if this would have happened back when we were playing at Landsuit, we wouldn't be doing this. Cause I'd have my blue Nokia phone and you would be like, <laughs> and, you, and you guys would be like off gates, off gates, off gates. And I'd be like, what the, f what does off gates mean? Like, what are we doing? Where are we going? Where, what's happening? Auf gates meeting und dann auf gates. <laughs> well, Oder 500, hey, 500, hey, 500 hey. Yamaha. <laughs> hey, hey we could talk like forever and uh we do need to shut this down at some point but uh, what i wanted to say <laughs> was like literally i've had like like leaders gms coaches guys i want to bring on but You were my German guy. You were the guy that that brought me, I guess, that made me want to stay in Germany and made me feel a part of the team, right? And you did that even though you shaved your arms and legs. 
Don't go so hard on me. Hey, you tell everybody what I'm doing. <laughs> hey, no, I only good. talked about your arms and legs. Oh, hold on. No, you don't you don't shave your arms, only the underarm. <laughs> That's right. Okay, I'm gonna pee my pants soon. So we better uh so, end the we gotta end the recording soon because I'm gonna pee my pants and it's really funny. Okay, go ahead. Okay, Valdi, so um, so we both go on the toilet and then we quit <laughs> this for a moment. So we go on another day. Hey. So, um, but I have to call you a short time out of this uh, two ales of hockey <laughs> tales with Wally. <laughs> Because I have to tell you like a really hard story. Oh, not good. Yeah, you will see. Okay, let go. So we're done with two ales. No, do you want me tales. to do you want me to stop the recording now? Yeah. Okay. All right. Hey, everybody, thanks for listening. And this is hammer time. And this is the reason why I played in Germany for six to, I don't know how long I played there, but this is why I had fun playing there. And uh, he was the reason I, or he was there the first time Colby ever went on the ice when his team went bankrupt, which he'll have to come on to explain because that's a whole different thing. But like, anyways, I love Hammer, and I love Guypey, and I love Landsuit, and I love the boys from there. I love Whitman, too, and uh, Camille Tupel, ice hockey god. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> ciao, ciao. Some people clap on a one and three. Some people clap on a two and four. Some people don't join at all because they got no rhythm, and that's all right. Some people, they drink too much. Some people don't drink enough. Some people are just like me. I hope y'all forgive them. I'm like Scott, I'm a gold band. I'm like Pete, I'm town, Van Van. I'm always speaking my mind. I'm not for